We're continuing to discuss different things that you may not go, you may not wear, although seemingly their clothing, there still could be a problem with them. So, until we spoke, we spoke about things that are a problem, now we're saying that things that are not a problem, but some things will say that you're allowed to wear them in certain places and not in other places, as we will see. A woman may walk out to the street with detached hair that are, that's tied into her hair. She made like braids. And what's holding the braids are the disconnected strands of hair. Whether it's her own hair that was detached and then used to braid her hair. It's human hair of other people that was used to braid her hair. Whether it's animal here, it doesn't make a difference. You won't say that she'll get embarrassed, she might remove it. No, it's a normal thing. She braids her hair with it. And as we saw earlier, there's no problem of the mikveh either because it's loose enough that the water could go in. So there's no problem. With a headband. And with strings or not strings, like the jewelry types of things hanging down from her headband, if they are sewn to her, her, like a head covering. She has a head covering and then she has a headband on top of it, but it's sewn, so she won't remove it. She won't show it off. She has all these uh, things, the, the piece of jewelry hanging down, but they're sewn. Since they're sewn, she will not remove it. There's nothing to worry about. She will never remove her head covering. So there's nothing to worry about. When they are so. Now, we had this earlier, there were two explanations. Either it means um, like a, a part of the covering of her head, but it's like the lower covering. So the question is, will she be able to slip it out and show it off? Or are we not afraid of that, that she will slip it out? And therefore, it must mean that it's this, this seal of a, of a maidservant uh, to show that, she's, uh, that she belongs to someone. So really it refers to the last two things. The this kavul or this payonachris. She could go out to a to her backyard, or as we'll see soon, it includes not only her backyard, but even a public garden, as long as it has walls around it. And the only problem is that an eight of chatseris was not made. Which basically means it's a place where Midrabon and you're not allowed to carry over there. But they were not goiser. They were not goiser that she would remove it over there because it's only a Dirabonim. It's only, even if she'll remove it, it's only a Dirabonim. We're not so worried. Now, this Payam Nachris gave room to lots of discussion. If it means a Shaitl, it basically means that she's allowed to walk out with a Shaitl to a public garden. Or as Toysfis says, that it applies also to a Carmelist, which that's why today all women go with jewelry. One of the reasons are because we consider everything a Carmelist. And therefore, even if they'll remove it, it'll still be a Yisud Rabbanan. So they're not allowed to walk out to the street, but they're allowed to walk to a public garden or even to a Carmelist with other people around. Although they're covering their hair with, far, with foreign hair, but it's still here, and they're still using it as a head covering. So this is a source where 
one of the poskim, the Shultiki version, says from here we see that you can cover your hair with, with foreign hair, with even your own hair if it was detached. A human hair, even if it looks like your hair, but it's detached and it's covering your natural hair, that's totally fine. That's what the Shultiki version says. And others explain that no, the pair nachos over here means they would have this head covering, like a, like a hat or like a tichel or something like that, covering the whole hair. But they wanted it to look like under their head covering as if there's a lot of hair hiding over there. And if they don't have a lot of hair, they would put like a shaitel under that head covering. So it will give that impression that there's a lot of hair. Now, one of the questions you may ask, I didn't yet find the exact answer for that. There must be an answer somewhere. I just didn't find it. And you could post it maybe later. That if you hold that it's talking about a shaitan, there was no covering on top of it, as the Shulte Gibberdin clearly says, what's the problem of going out to the street? Well, if they're going out to the street, then they, they'll never remove it because they can't uncover the hair. If they can't uncover the hair, what's the problem? So, the, so the, the, why can't they go out to the street? What's the chashash? That they'll remove anything. We had the whole discussion about the kavu. They'll never uncover the hair in the street. So why would the shaitel can they not go out? I think the pshat is like this. That the way they used to do it in those days is they had like first like a hat or a tichel. And on top of that, they had the shaitel. So. Doesn't make sense. They had some sort of hair on top of a hat. So the hat made sure that everything is covered, and the hair on top gave the impression that there's hair on top. And therefore, they would technically be able to remove that shaitel and still be covered. The head was still covered. Could be just to gather the hair together. They didn't have those proper nets that they have today that would hold the hair together. They would have to have something under it, a svacha or something else, to hold the hair together somewhat. And then on top of that, the shaitel. And therefore, there was a problem to go out to the street with the shaitan because they might remove it and the head was still covered. But on the other hand, although there was a shaitan and therefore it looked like they're here, but since it's covering their head, then it's fine. So the Shilti Gimmerim says that the, the Ramah and the Mogin Avram accept that very strongly. Dr. Rebbe also brings that down the and that is the source of those poiskim which say that a shaitan was totally fine, even with nothing on top of it. Other boys can argue in the chat of the Gemara, and they say that the Pshat is, as we said before, that there's some extra here under the covering, and therefore there would be no source from here that you may cover you here with a shaitan. So we accept the Ramad, the Mogan Avram, the, the Alter Rebbe, that's what we accept, but just understand where the discussion comes from. Fine. Then she can also walk out, she has like a cotton in her, in her ear, because it's too much uh, whatever moisture in her ear, some uh, the, the whatever the ear lets out is too much of it that she wants to like absorb it with this piece of cotton. She has in her sandals some pieces of cotton just to cushion it. So it's not gonna fall out. She's not gonna take it out. There's nothing to show off with, with a piece of cotton. In here also, I have to say that there's something that's tied over there in a way that it's not gonna fall out. She's not gonna show it off. But I have to make sure that it's not going to fall out. Same thing in her, in her, in her, in her shoes. She's a nidah, and she just doesn't want to get dirty, like today the pads, she doesn't want to get dirty. So then it's serving her. It's like a clothing. 
And therefore, she's allowed to walk out with it. And again, it's tied that it won't fall, nothing to, wor to worry about it. Be pilpil with a piece of pepper, or with a piece of salt, or anything just in her mouth. They put it in her mouth, as we'll see later, before Shabbos, and they would put it in order, if they had a bad, a bad smelling breath, this piece of pepper, this piece of salt would help to take away the bad smell. So if they put it in before Shabbos, it's serving her, she's not going to show it off, she's not going to take it out. If it falls, it gets disgusting, she's not going to pick it up. So there's nothing to worry about. And it's like a clothing, it's serving her. But she may not put it on Shabbos. So some say it's because it's like any medicine you're not allowed to put on Shabbos. But that's not a problem. That's not called a medicine. The problem is that it, that it looks like she's cheating. If you put salt or pepper in your mouth and you walk out to the street, it looks like you want to carry it. And the trick you're doing is you're putting it into your mouth. But if it's before Shabbos, everyone knows that you put it there not in order to carry it. You put it there in order to take away the bad breath. And therefore, it's fine to walk out with it in Shabbos. Vim nofam. If it fell out on Shabbos for the same reason, you should not put it back because it shouldn't look like she's, she's just making a trick and taking it out. Shame to Tevis, a fake tooth, which is shame shalzov. In those days, they would make it out of gold. It doesn't uh, get rusty. Doesn't doesn't uh, it stay? It 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 stays. It, it it keeps well. So they made a, a gold tooth. Are you allowed? And, and it wasn't attached. It was just stuck in. So are you allowed to walk out with it? So Rabbi Matir, Rabbi says, why not? You're not going to show it off. And Chacham say, yes, you're not going to show it off. But you might take it out and hide it. Because if you open your mouth and you smile. All of a sudden, they see this gold tooth between the white teeth, and it looks a bit funny, and they start laughing at you, and you might remove it, and therefore you may not walk out with this detachable gold fake tooth. Fine. Okay. So now we're going to go through the details of the Mishnah, the part, the things that a woman is allowed to wear when she's walking out, step by step, piece, one by one, example by example. So the first two examples were that she was braiding her hair and keeping the braids together with detached strands of hair, whether her own, whether someone else's. Who cares? We need to be, bring all three examples, her own, someone else's, or an animal's. If you would say that it's her own hair, it doesn't look bad. It looks identical to her own hair. No one's going to see something strange over there, and no one's going to laugh at her. If it's someone else's hair, which is not exactly the same shade, the same color as her own hair, the voice, it looks a bit funny. I might see people will laugh at her and she'll remove it. So we say, no, it's a normal thing. No one's going to remove it. If you say it's other human hair, the basmino, at the end of the day, it's a human hair. But if it's an animal's hair, it's not at all a you, uh, to her species, and therefore it looks different. And again, people might laugh. A Malaya might say that she's not allowed to wear it. That's why we need all examples. Okay. 
Tano, so it says in a Rashi, you're right. If it's someone else's here, an animal's here, it's not going to stick out so much. No one's going to laugh at you. Don't worry. But, if she has white hair and she's going to have brown hair, keeping her braids together, or if she has brown or, or blonde or I don't know which hair, and she has white hair, keeping the braids together, so then it looks odd. If it looks odd, someone's going to laugh at her. If someone's going to laugh at her, she might remove it. And therefore, she's not allowed to walk out with it. Says the Gemara, one second. I understand, one second. Logically, it makes more sense that a young girl, which has white hair, keeping her braids together, will be embarrassed and will pull them out. But an older woman, obviously a non-married woman, something like that, that will have her own hair exposed, and she'll have braids made out of young-looking hair, it is odd, but it's still nicer. And therefore, it's less obvious that she would remove it. And therefore, the order of the Brisa is a bit interesting. The Brisa should have said, and actually, the Girsa of Rashi and Tesis is the opposite of our Gemara. The Girsa of Rashi and Tesis says that the Brisa said, an old woman should not walk out with hair of a young woman, and a young woman should not walk out with the hair of an old woman. Now, it's more obvious that a young woman should not walk out with the hair of an old woman. So the order should have been the other way around, as it is in our Gemara, that first it says, the young woman... One second, one second. No, it's the same way. One second, one second, one second. One second. And... It makes sense that we said argument. Not only can a young woman, not, a young girl, not walk out with white hair holding her braids, even an old woman, which has young looking hair holding her braids, that's also a problem. But if it says it the other way around, an old woman cannot walk out with young looking hair, obviously a young girl cannot walk out with old looking hair. So how come the Bryce? according to their version, says it in the opposite order. How come the Bryce says that... One second, one second. How come the Bryce says, according to their version, that a young girl... I'm sorry, that a, that a, that a old woman cannot walk out with a young here? And a young woman cannot walk out with older. That's obvious. Or a different way to learn the Gemara that will fit more with our Gemara, with our version, or goes like this. The Braissa says, an old woman cannot walk out with younger and a young woman with older. Says the Gemara, a young woman will not walk out with older here. She's never going to do that. So you don't have to tell me, don't walk out without Anshabas. You don't do that. It looks ugly. An old woman might walk out with young hair. And then he had to tell me that on Shabbos, he might remove it because it still looks a bit odd. 
But the other way around is not going to happen. You don't have to say it. Okay, let's read it the way it's in our Gemara, which is the second explanation. So the kovel again, we had these two explanations, whether it's this hat uh, under her net, or it's the seal of a maidservant. And then the peonachris, whether it's a shetel with some sort of a covering under it, whether it's a, a shetel under a head covering. Okay. Now, it's a unique thing that the, the Mishnah says, these two things, she may walk out in a public garden as long as it's not a Rishis In the other examples, it didn't say it clearly, which you could understand that you may not go out even in your back garden with it because you might forget and walk out to the street. So that's You may not walk into the Chatzar because once you walk into your back garden, you forget. You walk outside. So that's also what we say, uh, we said that anything which you're not allowed to wear in a way that you might carry in the street, don't wear it in your house either. Because you might forget and you walk out with it. These are the only two exceptions, the cobble or the shaitel. They're the two things that you may walk out in your back garden and we're not afraid that you're going to walk to the street with it. Rabbi Anani bar Sosim Ishmaeli Rabbi Shmuel bar Rabbi Yosi Yomer. Rabbi Anani, whatever in the name of the Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yosi, which is a generation of Yudan Nasi. Amar he said, Hakol kikovul. Everything is the same. You may walk out with all the things you're not allowed, allowed to walk out to the street. You could walk out to your back garden or to a public garden. We don't. We're, we're only goes there in the Rishusar Rabbim itself. Says the Gemara. So now, look at our mission. It's very specific. These two examples you may walk in the back garden with. So, it's exactly what Rav said. It clearly seems like in everything else, not only these two examples. Says the Gemara, one second. What's your problem? Who did he say it? Who in whose name did he say this? He's a Tana. He was the generation of Rabbi, the son of Rabbi Yaisi. He can argue on a Mishnah. 
He was during the process of writing the Mishnah. And he argued on the way Rebbe Paskin and wrote, wrote on the Mishnah. He held differently. That's fine. He's allowed. He's entitled to. So he held that anything which he's not allowed to wear in the street, he can wear in the house. Right? Okay. Now, Virav, or not really Rav, our Mishnah, Maishnah, why? Why are these two examples different than the rest? Maishnah, why are these different? If you don't tell her she cannot wear anything which makes her a bit nicer, obviously, if this is the cobble, if it's some sort of head covering for the woman, which is nicer than just, I guess, the typical head covering, it's something a bit nicer under it. Uh, or we said that the catch the, the bits of hair to be all neat and nice under under her head covering or the shaito. These are things which make her look nicer. And if she cannot wear it, she won't look nice in the eyes of her husband. And we want to make sure that she does look nice in the, in the eyes of her husband. Where do we see that we're so worried that a woman should always look nice in the eyes of her husband? <laughs> When she's an adava, she should be a nida. She should be very proclaimed that she's a nida. How do you do that? So as the old sages used to say, she like tikkul. She should not put on makeup. She like tikkul. She should not decorate her. She should not. Uh, oh, it's a different type of makeup that tikkul is makeup on her eyes. Tikkul is makeup on her face. She like tiskashet. She should not wear any jewelry. I'm sorry, a big tzivayim with colorful clothing. She should look like an either. She should look not attractive. Actually, no. I mean, it's the same husband. He sees her. Is he going to see her? She's not going to be attractive. Then, or she's not going to look nice in her eyes. There's not going to be appealing in her eyes. He's going to divorce her. So, obviously, then he said, cancel that out. Dress nice as usual. Okay, but what do we do with the Pasuk? The Pasuk is trying to say that she's Tomei even for years and years, as long as she didn't tell you. So it's a total different limit. It's not telling you how she should dress. So we see from here is that we're very worried that a woman should look appealing to the eyes of her husband. And therefore, even on Shabbos, when there's a shash, she might go to the street, but it will tell her, don't wear it in the house. In order they shouldn't go to the streets, you won't wear in the house and she won't look nice and nice of her husband on Shabbos, which is not nice. Fine. Okay. Now, Amr Rabbi Huda Marav, another thing. Whenever Chacham said, you may not do something because people will think you're doing an Avera, you're not allowed to do it even in the most hidden place. You know how to do it because someone might peek in and find that you never know. You never know what people will find out these days, especially. You never know what people will find out. Now, Tanan, we learned in the mission of a that an animal cannot walk out with a bell to the street. I will be although it's clogged, it's not making any noise because it looks like you're going to the fear. The time you eat, we learned in a brisa. In your back garden, you may walk with this bell. So it's really contradicting two things of Rav. It's contradicting the rule that if it's a Maris Ayin, you may not do it even in your, the, the, the biggest hiding place. And it contradicts the fact that Rav said that everything but these two examples, you can't go even in the back garden. And here we see that you could. 
You could take the animal and with this with this clock the bell in your back garden. So then what a tanoi. It's really a machlekes tanoi. The tanoi learned in a brayson. Shoyt chom bechamu. We have it later in the, the mishnayos. Someone was walking on Shabbos and it was okay. The example of today was raining and became soaking wet. Or the example there is brought that he walked through the river and then his clothes fell off into the river and became soaking. So you could put them on. If someone sees someone walking down the street with dripping clothes, they're not going to suspect that he washed them and he's walking with dripping clothes. But when he comes home, what would he do? Spread them out to dry them. Now, in those days, there was no dryers. So spreading clothing out to dry meant you washed it. So it looked like you, so you see things are hanging. What do you call? What do you call it on the? We hang the the, 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 the laundry to dry. So if you, if you see things hanging and dripping, what's the first thing will come to your mind? He washed it on Shabbos. So the Mishnah says, "Don't worry. I will can I get the arm? Hide. Do it in a hiding place. That's what Tanakama says, and that's what the Mishnah actually says. But Rabbi Lazar or Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon Eisrim." Two Tanayim say no. Even in the biggest hiding place, you may not spread out. You may not spread out any uh, uh, what do you call it? Any any wet clothes to dry them because people might suspect that you wash them. And that's the halacha. We don't pass them like the Mishnah. We pass them like these Tanayim that you may not, not spread it even in the, the biggest hiding place. So from here we see that that Marisayim this. Whether it's allowed in a hiding place, so that rice which says you may go in the in the back garden with the clock, the bell, that's according to Tanakam over here. The rice which says that you may that that, that uh, Rav which says you may not fits to Rabbi Lozer Rabbi Shimon that you're not allowed to, and that's the halacha. The marriage sign is not allowed even in the greatest hiding place, and that's why when someone comes to a place with the from Eretz Yisrael, the chutzlar as in the suyis yomtiv. And he can't do malacha even in a hiding place because people might see. Chad Chadorim is also awesome. Okay, so the word is not the word is not hiding place. Hiding place is something else in English. It's okay. A room, a room, a room inside a room. A, pri a private room, a room that's that's very private. Yeah. Okay. Hiding... To summarize. Okay, okay. To summarize. What may a woman wear? She may have hair strands tying her braids, whether it's her own, whether it's someone else's, whether it's an animal's, although it might look slightly different from her hair, it's not a big deal. It doesn't look so different. She's not going to pull it out. It's loose enough. She won't take it out for the mikveh. It's not a problem. However, if she's young and she has white hair or vice versa, then, then it's a problem because she might take it out. Someone's going to laugh at her. Now, really, the only practical thing is that an old woman might walk out with young hair. The other way around isn't really practical, but the price just says it, just so you should know the fact. She may walk with headbands or things hanging from it as long as they're sewn to her head covering and she'll never remove it. She may walk with a cover, which might mean a head covering uh, to, to gather the bits of hair sticking out. Or it might mean a seal for a maidservant. Now we're focusing on the pshat that it's a head covering, part of the head covering of a woman. Or a peyonachris, which we'll say, like a lot of the poets can say, a shaitel. But she had some sort of a covering under the shaitel, a cloth under the shaitel covering your hair. And she's allowed to walk out with it in the weekdays, because although it looks like her own hair, but it's covering your hair, it's not a problem. 
But on Shabbos, she may not walk out with these things to the street because she still may remove it. The, the, the lower head covering she might remove from under her net and her head is still covered basically. And by the shadow, since it was something under it covering her head, then she could remove it and show it off. But in a, in a back garden or even in a public garden without an arrow, as long as it's not a proper shusaradim, she may walk out with it. Now, Ram holds that anything else that you're not allowed to walk out to the street with, you're not allowed to walk out even in your house, walk around in your house because you might walk out to the street. These are the only two exceptions, the kabbal and the shaitu. And the reason is because if you tell her on Shabbat she cannot wear it, then she won't look nice in the eyes of her husband. And we don't want that even by Anita, we're very careful that she should look nice in order that she shouldn't, her husband shouldn't think anything bad about her, which could come to, to the wrong uh, result. Okay. Um, then there's another example of things that you're not allowed to walk out to the street with this bell, even if it's clogged on an animal, it looks like you're taking the animal to the fair. And Rav says that in the back garden, you're also not allowed to because Maris I, you're not allowed to even if it's uh, in a private place. However, other Tanoim hold that you're allowed to. It's a machlikas Tanoim, whether things that you're not allowed to do because people will suspect you. If you're allowed to do them in a place where no one probably will see. Then there is more other examples which you didn't deal with so much yet. Um, if you have uh, a piece of cotton in the ear, cotton in the shoe, uh, cotton for nida, or because all those things she's, we'll see later, it's not going to fall, she's not going to remove, and it's serving her. And then there's if she puts something in her mouth that's uh, to take away the bad breath, if she put it before Shabbos, she can walk out to the street with it because it's uh, it's serving her and uh, she's not going to uh, carry it if it falls out. However, on Shabbos, she may not put it in because then it looks like she's making a trick to carry this uh, uh, pepper or this uh, piece of salt to the street. Then if you have a fake tooth, which was made out of gold in those days, so Rebbe says that she won't remove it to show it off, but Chacham will say yes, but she'll smile and she'll be embarrassed. People will laugh at her and then she'll remove it and therefore you're not allowed to walk out with it to the street as we will discuss all these later examples later in the session. Ah. Yeah. Shkoya. Thank you.